0: Hello everybody, you have just downloaded episode 26 of We Got This With Mark and Al, and thank you for doing so. Wanted to let you know quickly, if you want to see the full DragonCon schedule for both Mark and myself, you can do that at our Facebook page, it's facebook.com forward slash... We Got This podcast. It has all the information for all the different panels and live recordings we'll be doing. I do want to say that that may be subject to change. So what you want to do is go to DragonCon.org uh, and also download the DragonCon official app. And you'll uh, be able to get an updated schedule every time they change it. And you can favorite all the panels and performances that Mark and I are a part of so you don't miss one. And hopefully we'll get to see you there. For everybody else, enjoy episode 26 of We Got This. With Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin.
1: And I'm Mark Gagliardi.
0: Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all.
1: What's the best season? That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast
0: should have a theme song, podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just
1: going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this.
0: Hi, Mark. Hey, what's up, Hal? How are you?
1: I'm doing really well, thanks. I feel like we haven't done one of these in a while. You know, we haven't. Yeah, they hear them once a week, but um we sometimes we we you know group a bunch together, and you and I will just talk for hours like high school girls.
0: Yeah, that's we like to bank them. That's us <laughs> yes. banking episodes. That's what All they right. call it. Uh, today's episode is an interesting one. It's uh suggested by a good friend of ours, artist and illustrator uh, and animator, Sarah Pocock. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. She
1: can't hear us right now no. unless she's listening. Well, I mean, if she's listening, then she's either in your home or mine. The call is coming from inside the house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody get in the shower. That's where she's hiding with the knife. <laughs>
1: Um Sarah is a
0: very talented artist. You can see uh some of her work at SarahDrawsThings.tumblr.com, I believe is her Tumblr.
1: And if you watch the show Cosmos, she is yes. – uh, yeah, she she was integral in the animations on that and it's really good stuff. So we love Sarah. Yeah, she's awesome. And she wants to
0: know – and she asked this a long time ago, so we're finally getting to it, Sarah. She wants to know which season is the best season.
1: Um, football.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say Wabbit. (laughs) No, duck. Clearly duck. (laughs) (laughs) Is it rabbit season or duck season? That's what we're going to find out today. You know what I think? I think Wabbit. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. It's time to kill Bugs Bunny. He's gotten away with too much for too long. Oh my
1: God. Am I, Am is that, is that controversial? (laughs) To say that Bugs Bunny should be killed? Yes, that's controversial. Look, it's I mean, maybe not to a Disney man, but have we ever, we're going to, we're going to have to do Disney versus Looney Tunes at some point.
0: Absolutely. It's, yeah.
1: it's, it's on the horizon for sure. <laughs>
0: I think, like, right now we should point out we're recording this in the dog days of summer. It's really hot in Southern California. Is it is it super hot in New
1: York? It is. uh, Well, it's different in New York because I was looking at the weather earlier because I'm actually packing for a trip to California right now. Trip to Seattle and then to California. So I'm looking at the weather in all three cities. And in California, it's 95 degrees in L.A. And in New York, it is 91 degrees. But New York 91 is muggy. And a muggy New York 91 feels like, um, I, I don't know, like 475 on an oven. <laughs> like
0: somewhere around there. So you can make, so that's like, uh, what is that? Bread baking temperature? That's is pretty that, high. Is that what you make bread? Yeah. It's yeah. not
1: quite, it's not quite the 800 degrees of a pizza oven, but, uh, <laughs> but it's pretty high.
0: No, that's in Arizona. Arizona's like, uh, I was, I had lunch with some friends today uh some of whom are from Arizona and they were saying that inside of a mailbox in Arizona it reaches like 170 degrees which to me means you open the in the morning you open up the mailbox you put in some some uncooked cookies you close the mailbox and then when you get back in the evening
1: guess what fresh baked cookies that's true i was going to say i mean i guess if it's all day i was going to say 175 you don't cook all that often uh do you if you're setting your oven to 170 uh, to make <laughs> your you. cookies. Why aren't these rising?
0: <laughs> you cook everything low and slow and it makes it better. Oh, barbecue. Those eight hour cookies.
1: You would eat some mailbox cookies, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, I would eat mailbox cookies. I once tried to fry an egg outside in the summertime. Thinking that it was hot enough and I laid out a piece of aluminum foil so I wouldn't mess anything up, not realizing that aluminum is a terrible conductor of electricity and heat. I mean, uh, <laughs> not electricity. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't frying it like you fry a convicted murderer. I was frying it, you know, like, uh, <laughs> frying it with heat. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it conducts heat poorly. So what I wound up with was a wet mess on a piece of aluminum foil on a balcony. <laughs>
0: Which is the worst Tennessee Williams play. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you can skip it. You don't have to see it.
1: Oh. They covered it all in that hot tin roof. Oh, Brick, do you feel the click yet? <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Kept waiting for that egg to click. I yeah. gave it a tiny bottle of Jack Daniels and everything. <laughs> um. uh, but the reason I mentioned it being the,
0: the dog days of summer and hot and uncomfortable as it is, is I, I feel like a lot of people default to summer. Because mm-hmm. we all remember a time when you were in school and summer is the time when you have the least school and you get to go on vacations and you go to the beach and it's warm out and you wear shorts and you get to go play. Yeah. But then you get to the, this, this point of summer and you – it's just unbearable yeah.
1: heat. It's unbearably hot and you're back to school shopping knowing that you're going to have to go back to school soon.
0: What was the, what was your favorite thing to, to get for back to school?
1: Oh, I, I was such a nerd for back to school shopping. Okay. I loved it. Uh, my favorite thing to get was, uh, well, y- your trapper keeper was your, that was like, that was the home base. You know what I mean? Yep. Like the trapper, and for those who are, uh, either too young or too old to know about trapper keepers, um, they were in the, I guess, m- late eighties. They were. If you were, you were a cool kid if you had a trapper keeper. And if you yeah. didn't have a trapper keeper, you might as well just not show up at school. Yeah, uh, it, it was a binder that had like a pencil holder in it, and frequently had an airbrush drawing of a Ferrari on the outside. Or <laughs> I
0: don't know, you know what that was, wasn't the brand. Like it was Ferrari. My Little Pony, but the pony was hanging out with somebody who was driving a Ferrari, or sure. GI Joe was firing a bazooka at a Ferrari.
1: <laughs> it always had a Ferrari. Barbie yeah. was leaning up against it in a yellow bikini, like the cover of a uh, car and driver magazine. Yeah. Not car exactly. and driver, low rider. That's the one I'm thinking. Of.
0: And Smurfette, same picture. <laughs> Leading up, <laughs> oddly now wearing a bikini over, but over her white dress.
1: Oh, well, she's got to preserve her modesty.
0: Yeah, of course. She's, she is a, <laughs> I feel like frequently,
1: <laughs> I feel like frequently, um, for me, I'm, I'm very fickle. And for me, if, uh, if it's a beautiful day out, then my favorite season is the one that I'm currently in. Okay. If it's either really hot or really cold, then my favorite season is the opposite of what I am in. Sure. Basically, I'm never satisfied, Hal. Well, you no, know, it means you live in the moment, Mark. That's true. You live for today. No, clearly I'm not living for today. I'm living for six months from now when it's not going to be 95 degrees. <laughs> You just hope that tomorrow. Look, but if
0: tomorrow was beautiful, if it was a beautiful eighty-five degrees, and there's a, a a light breeze
1: and it's not very humid, then all of a sudden you're in love with summer again, right? Yes, that's true. Um yeah. though summer has never been. I mean, this goes back to that whole uh, the was it better to be too hot or too cold? Okay, summer is not my favorite. Like, it's my favorite in that little kid sense of no responsibility. Sure. I actually saw a commercial today, uh, that I got to thinking about this because, uh, they say in the commercial, it's, it's winter talking to summer and winter is lamenting that summer has songs written about it. And I thought, yeah, I guess that's true. Summer's, uh, th- there's a lot more songs about summer than there are about winter. Okay. Where was I going before I veered off into that? I, I don't,
0: don't know, but I- I'm, I'm really interested to see if you get back there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know me, I will veer off and never come back. Um So yeah, I I was a fan of summertime in that in that kid sense. Ah, see so yeah, I okay. made it back, but not in the not particularly the weather. I don't um, like I don't like the the denotation of summer, but I like the connotation of summer. Did I use okay. that correctly? If there's an English major out there, let me know if I did. You know
0: what? I completely understood you, so I say it's correct.
1: Great. What about you?
0: Um, I feel the same way. I feel like summer summer's something that you look forward to. Mm-hmm. And I, I even welcome the warm weather. I mean, out here in LA for the past five years or so, it's it's felt like maybe even a little longer. It's felt like the summers weren't that warm. And I'm used to very cold winter and, and a very warm summer. Like that's what I grew up with. That's
1: the Philadelphia, Philadelphia. way.
0: Yeah, that's the Phil that's the Philadelphia way. It's written on the city yeah. side.
1: Very cold people. Wait, what was the what was it again?
0: It's very cold people, but also it's hot in the summer, so don't forget to bring some shorts.
1: Perfect. That's that's the
0: slogan of Philadelphia. Oh,
1: I just want you to like talk to me as I fall asleep every night in that beautiful, beautiful Philly accent. Yeah. Goldilocks
0: and three beers. One of them thought it was too cold. Why does Goldilocks have
1: three beers? She's too young for beers. <laughs>
0: Yo, you're never too old or too young for beers, okay? That's my John. (laughs) Um, But summer was like, uh, like I like when it's warm during the summer. It it feels appropriate. It, it, but that, but then it does get to a point if you get into a heat wave where it's just oppressive, and if you don't have air conditioning, then it's then it's really really bad. But we we have air conditioning, so it's not terrible. And and the other cool thing about summer is when it's hot out, you can go jump in the pool or get in the ocean. The
1: pool. I miss pools. New York doesn't have pools. I mean, they have like a public pool, but I don't want to jump in that and get Hep C.
0: No, of course not. And you don't want to get Hep Z when you jump into the Hudson. That's true.
1: Or or Hep XXX if I jumped into the Gowanus Canal.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just every strain of disease. Well, it would be cool if you turned into Swamp Thing.
1: Ooh, let's be superheroes.
0: I feel like that's not how it works. Yeah. But a lot of kids have died that way. Let's be
1: Swamp Thing and Toxic Avenger. You and I, Hal, <laughs> we're going out and taking over the world.
0: <laughs> I want to be that weird lump of flesh that that guy becomes in RoboCop. <laughs> Remember that guy? He got the the the, the, tump, the the he either had toxic waste dumped on him, or he fell into toxic waste, and then later on, he's just like like wandering around and gets hit by a car and explodes like wet tissue being thrown against a fan.
1: <laughs> it sounds like uh a- That RoboCop haunted your dreams, Hal. It did. Like you're remembering that very specifically.
0: Those Paul Verhoeven films, the violence is no joke. Everybody's like, "Uh, he did Total Recall." Ooh, with the Uh, eyes
1: bugging out because they can't breathe the Mars atmosphere.
0: Yes, but every but every time somebody's shot, it's not like a little bit of blood. It's like a a a gallon of of Jello. Flies out of them. <laughs> so on the one hand, it's like this is not real. On the other hand,
1: it's like does it have to be this much? Yeah. Are you, what are we saying here? I don't know, man. Maybe that's what it really looks like. I've never seen anyone get shot. Me neither, and I'm very grateful. Thank goodness, that. man. I, that would really freak me out. Yeah, I, I wouldn't like that. No. In any season. <laughs> um, but all. That oh right, we're saying- talking about seasons, <laughs> not the uh the jello blood of Paul Verhoeven movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Here's the other thing, though. It's like summertime. Even when you work in an office, mm-hmm. like I, I work in an office, I have a, a day job, and during the summer, people go on vacation. I've noticed there are less people either around the office or around the – I work in a big office building. There are a bunch of different companies. Parking is all of a sudden easier. Everybody goes away with their family because people have kids. And right. the people have kids. That's when they go on vacation. So there's still that sense of like – summertime still has meaning. It's not like you go into working uh 12 months a year and then – you lose all sense of of what summer is and that it feels like a vacation. So, well, so having it, worked in like going
1: for it. having worked in theme parks for a decade. Right. Uh, yeah, that's when everyone in the United States is on vacation. Uh and then wintertime comes and all the guests that would come into the parks were from the Southern Hemisphere. So you would get a lot of uh a lot of people from Argentina and uh Australia and New Zealand coming into the parks. Because for them, that's summertime when it's our winter. I don't know if, I don't know if our listeners know how, uh, geology works. Please break it down. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's (laughs) geology.
0: (laughs) That's true. I, you know, I just thought about, I thought about this before we were getting ready to record, Mm -hmm. which is that like we're, we're talking about the seasons as summer is, uh, June, July, August, then September, Mm -hmm. October, November is autumn and December, January, February is winter. Which means that March, April, and May are spring, but that is not the case in, in the other hemisphere where they, where it's sort of flipped. Right. So when we were there in May, when we were, when we were in Australia and New Zealand, it was essentially the end
1: of autumn. Right. Let's, let's, well, well, we won't talk about months. We'll talk about seasons then. So everybody can get on the same global page. It's the world wide web, Hal. Sure. First Although, of all, okay, go ahead. Let, let me throw this out.
0: One of the great things about winter is the Christmas season. And one of the great things about summer is Fourth of July. One of which is, is distinctly American Mm -hmm. and the other of which Christmas distinctly Northern hemisphere. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Tired of this war on Christmas.
1: Oh, the war on Christmas. You know what? It's cool. I got me some Santa shaped hand grenades for this year's war on Christmas.
0: (laughs) Ho ho. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, yeah, I, I for me the holiday season is I think of winter as January onward. Because sure. for me the holidays are their their own like fifth season. I go crazy at holiday time, decoration-wise and good cheer-wise and overcooking-wise and every possible and overspending-wise, every possible uh thing. So I would actually say of the seasons, holiday is my favorite season. But since that's not on the list for today, um, let me ask you a question, Hal. You keep saying sure. autumn. Do you usually say autumn or do you usually say fall? I say both. I don't know why I'm saying autumn this time. Because you're trying to be pretentious.
0: Yeah. Look, I it's it's very important to me. The reason why I got into podcasting is so somebody <laughs> would think I was smart, which is why we're doing this particular format. I told you that. I want somebody to think I'm smart. Look at all the decisions I can make. Am I good enough for you now, Dad?
1: So oh, why didn't you just ask Bill when he was on the show? Uh, didn't come up twice. It didn't come up either time. Oh, jeez. You know what? Get him in here right now. Is Bill over there with you? I don't know. No. I'm in New York. <laughs> um you Could be. I thought he was with you. <laughs> oh, jeez. The call is coming from inside the house. It's <laughs> I hope Sarah
0: he's in the shower. He's gonna be stabbed by Sarah. <laughs> um. I, yeah. I usually do call it fall. I hadn't. Wasn't even aware I was saying autumn.
1: Um, well, I that's why I'm here, Hal, to point out your pretension. That's okay. I, I spell theater with an R-E. Oh, uh, that's – yeah. You can't do that.
0: Why not? That's not – A uh, theater
1: with an E-R is where you see movies. A theater with an R-E is where you see plays. I don't know that that's necessarily true. I don't think that you're necessarily true. Hey, be careful. That's just getting personal. <laughs> that is in no way personal. That is as vague as a comment gets. That
0: is so personal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting that in my journal right now. Hold on.
1: Journaling it up. Uh, what, do you like fall? I love fall. Fall is my favorite season, I believe. Um, it's, uh, I think it's, it's when it's most beautiful out. Well, here's the thing. Living in New York now, fall is gorgeous. October is the most beautiful month in this city. Sure. And October, November, even a little bit into December before it gets, starts, starts to get bitter cold. Well, really, all through the holiday season. January, it starts to really suck, but all the way up through the end of December. Uh, and maybe that's why I love fall so much is because of the looming holidays. And sure. I know that I've got that to look forward to. But summertime in New York is so nasty because you spend so much time outside. Uh That's true. It's a walking city. It's a very much a walking city. And the subway cars are uh, air conditioned, but the subway stations are not. And walking down into a subway station is, it's like walking into a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like damp and dark and hot. And, and it stinks. Yeah. And if you, if you just got dressed in nice clothes, forget it. Cause you're going to, your back is going to have like those two big spots on it. And then, you know, your underarms are going to have big circles of sweat. So. My advice to anyone in New York in the summertime is just wear black all the time. Wait, why do you have two spots on your back? You don't get like, you know, like one on either side. Cause my spine's in the middle. So it's a little bit, you know, yeah, there's an indentation.
0: A, you're not a stegosaurus.
1: Yeah. So it doesn't go all the way across. Oh, you're, tr- oh, you're still trying? Yeah. I'm working on it. How's the hormone therapy going? Oh, God. It, I think I'm getting the wrong hormones because, Oh, I have been so moody. <laughs> oh, you're becoming a
0: pterodactyl.
1: I am. That's Moodie how you Moody pterodactyls.
0: The moodiest. God, I know. Lizard birds. Um. <laughs> but the seasons. Yes, but the seasons. Um, uh, I I like fall too. I like it a lot because of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh Is always a fun. And I'm not like a Halloween fanatic. I know you are. You you are uh you you have like elaborate. Your costumes are elaborate in that they're. I don't. I don't know what you call it. Are they amalgams where you do like here? Where or a mashup? They're mashups, right?
1: Yes. I I worked for several Halloweens in a row, so I wasn't able to go out and play. So when I stopped doing Halloween shows, I wanted to have a little bit of fun with my costume. So I was always a big fan of the Wheel of Fortune before and after. And um, my my costume a couple of years ago was. uh Let me see if you can guess what this was, Hal. Okay. Uh, from the neck up. I was platinum grill, face tattoos, uh, long dreadlocks, and, uh, with my own proper skin tone because I'm not a monster. Uh, and from <laughs> the neck down, I was in a, uh, a very flashy tuxedo, ruffled shirt, uh, like Vegas dice cufflinks.
0: Were you, were you, uh, little Wayne?
1: That you've got me from the neck up. So the Vegas, Little Wayne Newton. I was Little Wayne Newton. (coughs) Let me give you another one. Let me give you another quick one. Give me Um, another one. Go ahead. This is one that I haven't done yet, but I thought of it, and it really made me laugh. Okay. Um, Okay. You ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. So tell me what this one is. Cavs jersey, jean jacket, rifle with a scope, sunglasses, copy of Origin of the Species under my arm.
0: Okay. Okay. So I know Darwin is involved in here. So that means there's got to be a Charles, right? Mm-hmm. Charles Darwin. Um, sunglasses. Well, the Cavs jersey is, is LeBron James. Sure. The, the sunglasses. Think blind. It, Ray, uh, wait, Stevie Wonder? What? No, you already said. You already oh, said Ray Charles. Charles So Ray Charles Darwin. Sure, is the end of it. Okay.
1: The beginning of it being oh, LeBron God. James
0: Earl. LeBron James Earl, Ray Charles Darwin.
1: And with that, let's uh hear about some of the other great podcasts that Maximum Fun has to offer.
0: I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Rhea Butcher.
1: I am Ricky Carmona. And
0: we are the cast members, what I don't know, podcastiness of uh, Wham Bam Pow. That's an action sci fi movie podcast you can find on MaximumFun.org or on iTunes. And what do we do? News reviews and things you can use. Tons of things you can use. We break it down so it can forever be broken. Hilarious jokes. Plus, sometimes there's a dog in the studio. Sometimes there's a dog here. We'll see you in your earbuds. Hi, I'm Julie Sabatier, host of Rendered, a show about making meaning and breaking rules. Tune in to hear how learning to butcher could change your life, why turning to the internet for health advice is sometimes a good idea, and what happens when artists are really honest.
1: I mean, I just, I think of most of my career in music and art as a bunch of failures, you know.
0: So what keeps you going with it, then? Check out rendered now at maximumfun.org or wherever you like to listen to podcasts.
1: And we're back. Um, it's, I, I gotta say, I, I love being a part of the maximum fun family. I do too. It's it really, a lot of fun. It, it makes me happy. And everybody that is involved with maximum fun is so much fun. I mean, you know, let's, let's all just pat each other on the back for a moment and then we'll get back to the topic and we're yeah. back.
0: <laughs> so so uh you you have these really elaborate halloween costumes i never really did my mother actually dressed up more than i ever did dressed um, you
1: up or dressed up herself
0: dressed up herself oh. like she she had fun doing that in fact like when i was young enough that parents came in to the classroom she was always more elaborately dressed than i was <laughs>
1: <laughs> So i was oh, like i don't Hal. care your mom's but cooler than you i figured out pretty quickly
0: that i was going to get the candy no matter what Oh yeah, that's a good point. You then, you do the, uh, then you do
1: the Wednesday Adams. I'm dressed like a homicidal maniac. They look like everyone else.
0: <laughs> no, but I I should have. That's that's about my level of laziness. This is the worst it ever it ever got. I got a white robe like a cloak where it's like a hood and like a flowing cloak. Mm-hmm. And then I drew a tombstone on it with John Bonham, like R.I.P. John Bonham. What? And I went as John Bonham. I carried a pair of drumsticks, so I was the ghost of John Bonham.
1: You're a weirdo.
0: Hey, I got candy. It worked. Guess what? Just as good as your 900 part
1: costume. Look, to be fair, I just made that costume up in my brain a while back. I never actually did that LeBron James Earl Ray Charles Darwin. Yeah, but you will. I will, of course. (laughs) Um. So can I tell you the greatest Halloween costume I ever saw? Sure. The best Halloween costume I ever saw a few years ago, I was living in a duplex Right. And it, in a neighborhood that was all houses. It wasn't a lot of okay. big apartment buildings. So everyone was, you know, all the kids were out in the neighborhood trick or treating, which I think is a blast. And sure. uh, so I set out and had, uh, had a newspaper and I had a, uh, you know, big bucket of candy for the kids that came up. And this one kid comes up in a, you know, that dinosaur outfit where it's like a stegosaurus, you know, like my back. Um, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> It's the, the green sort of stegosaurus costume with the open face and the like yellow belly. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. Kid walks up wearing that and carrying a sword. And he comes up and asks us trick or treat. I said, uh, what are you? And he looked at me like I was the biggest idiot in the world. And he went, uh, I'm a dinosaur with a sword. And this kid was (laughs) a, this kid was about five. (laughs) And he got no kidding. Luckily, I had more candy inside because the bucket that was sitting next to me, I dumped into his, uh, into his bucket. Like, I filled this kid up with candy because I was like, that is an awesome costume, a dinosaur with a sword. Thank you for the nightmare that that just gave me.
0: The dinosaur is coming from inside the house. Oh, Sarah, watch out. So so fall is great.
1: Fall also <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Is, I forgot we were talking about fall.
0: This is, but though, these are some of the great things about fall. The thing that, that probably a lot of us did not like about fall especially growing up, was it meant we were going back to school. So yes. the end of summer, even though it got hot and unbearable, led to the beginning of, of, of the fall where we're in school all of a sudden. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, the beginning of the school year, um, like I would dread it like any kid would, knowing that I was going to be getting homework and stuff. But that first week of school is still very exciting because you're going to get to see all your buddies again that you haven't seen all summer. And, you know, you're getting adjusted to a new teacher and a new environment. So that was always fun.
0: True. That's true. Now, do we count Thanksgiving? Is Thanksgiving sort of the end of of fall? And then after that, we're kind of into winter?
1: Yeah, I think specifically at like uh 1059 in the morning on Thanksgiving, when Santa <laughs> Claus shows up at the end of the Macy's parade. There you go. That's, that's when winter begins.
0: That's the official
1: yeah, kickoff. That's the official kickoff of winter is Santa showing up because Santa doesn't come out in the fall. Santa doesn't rake leaves.
0: There are no you don't know what's under all that snow. It could be just a pile of compost <laughs> that they've built an entire city on. It's Madam Trash Heap.
1: That's three episodes we've not mentioned <laughs> Madame Trash Heap in. Yes.
0: I hope we get that that trophy sent to us by the Henson Company. <laughs> we will. Uh
1: let me ask you this, Hal. Sure. What is your favorite season, clothing-wise?
0: You know, I like both fall and spring. They're both nice because you can wear a light. I don't like wearing a ton of layers. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm more like a t shirt and jeans guy. So when I was in high school, I would modify it by wearing a button down shirt over the t shirt, but like open, mm-hmm. like a plaid, just a plaid button down shirt that I know has a name that I've completely forgotten. All of a sudden, a flannel. A flannel, yes. You're I welcome. Love But to be fair, it was the mid, it was the
1: mid nineties. Sure. And everyone was still super into Nirvana.
0: Yeah, exactly. So flannel was, was cool. And you would wear it, uh, you'd wear it over your t-shirt. And then when it got hot, you would tie it around your waist. And be a real, be a real grungy.
1: <laughs> I remember that. I haven't done that in a long time. Tied a shirt around my waist. Are people doing that again? I've heard that grunge is back. I'm not cool enough to know.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm not either. You're probably asking the, the of the all the people you could ask in the world, you've found the one person you shouldn't ask. <laughs> hey, what are cool people wearing?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, the clothes in summertime, I find them like the clothes on other people I love in the summertime. Right. Um, because you know, I'm a, I'm a red blooded American male who likes to see a nice pair of gams. Um, but no, and I figured, also
0: you're in the 40s still.
1: Yeah, I like watching the dames. See, mm-hmm. um, but for me, when I put on shorts, I feel like I look like a hobbit because <laughs> you have hairy legs. Because <laughs> I have hairy legs, and usually my shorts are a little too long, so they're like right at my knee now, and like or just mm-hmm. a little below, so I look like, like sort of squat. <laughs> um, <laughs> But those are good shorts. And also, to, I love wearing shorts though. It is nice. It's nice to wear shorts. You get that breeze. Um, yeah. and you know, you're, it, it's very freeing. Uh, but I love jackets. That's why one thing I love about the fall and the early spring is I still get to wear some, uh, some jackets that I really like. Well, you're like the king of, of layers. You'll do like
0: a t-shirt and then a shirt and then maybe another shirt on top of that, and then a jean jacket?
1: No, not that many. That's one layer too many, unless that second shirt is a vest, which is not a shirt.
0: You'll at least do three layers. Yeah, once you do that, you look like an extra on Blossom.
1: (laughs) I do wear the hat that has the big flower in the front.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and you like to just dance around in front of
1: cycloramas for no reason. Yeah. Don't you have a home cyclorama slash uh, dance studio?
0: I do but I only uh I only record monkey songs in front of it. I painted it rainbow colors. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I like that. Um but yeah, you you wear a lot of layers. I don't mind layers as much um but yeah, like I guess spring and and fall have that advantage. You can you can wear a bunch of layers and then the advantage of layers being you can take them off or put them on as you become
1: uh warmer or cooler. Yes. Of course, you've got to it, – it helps to have a car so that you can take the layers off and leave them somewhere. Sure.
0: Yeah, You can't just cast your yeah. clothing off and hang it on a random doorknob and come back and expect to find it later.
1: <laughs> Though for a while, uh, I did get a gym membership in New York uh, in the middle of the city. I live in Brooklyn, but I got a gym membership in Midtown, not so that I could ever go work out, just so that I could have a locker.
0: Boy, that is some, that is some hobo masterwork right there. Right?
1: Oh, yeah. Look, man, I got this hobo thing down. No, yeah, I got you a, really Look, do. I have a shower and a locker in Midtown if I ever need it. It's great. I guess it's good for, it's, it's a smart strategy. For an actor, uh, it works because you don't have, you never know when you're going to be needing, like, if, if I get a call and they're like, we, we want to, we want to get you in for this audition right now. And I'm like, great. I am wearing a ripped t shirt and shorts that are too long to make my legs look like a hobbit. So do you have your own assigned locker that's yours? No, it's just you grab one and throw a padlock on it. I don't have it anymore. I had it for six months because it was a group on. Oh, I see. Yeah. And then it, then it was like, oh, now it's $300 a month. Exactly. I was like, oh, sure. 60 bucks for six months. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. But you kept like that's where you kept like the bat suit. Exactly. I keep the bat suit in there. Well, I found the one locker that had that pole that went down to the bat to the bat cave. Of course. Yeah. That's that. That's the key. By the way, every gym has one of those lockers. Did you know that?
0: I didn't. I I was. I guess it's the one that's always padlocked when I get there.
1: Yeah. Somebody usually gets that one first in the morning, and if you're not the guy working out at 5 a.m., then you're not going to get it.
0: Yeah. The only thing I find in a in a locker room
1: are old balls. Yeah. (laughs) Hanging onto or off of a bench. Oh man, so much balls on the benches at the gym. A lot of balls on the benches in yeah. the gym. When I, I was a know, kid, I, uh, the, <laughs> I, I used to go to the gym, uh, with my dad, uh, mm-hmm. cause we, he was, he was teaching me how to work out, which clearly took. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I was so taken aback when one day in the locker room, uh, I saw the old balls of our ABC affiliate newscaster. And I was just—I was—it—it it, it scarred me for life.
0: <laughs> Story at eleven, balls at yeah. the carpet.
1: I don't want—I don't want to hear what you have to tell me anymore. I don't trust you.
0: Yeah, you know, I guess when you get older, when you you reach a certain age, you're like, I don't care anymore. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I did my job. I came here. I went swimming in the pool. I sat in the in the steam room. Now I'm just gonna read the sports page and let everything hang out. I don't care if you see it. You shouldn't be looking anyway. Yeah, this should be. I should be feel safe and protected, and and by all means, he should. And yet, it's you. I mean, it's jarring. That's just it's jarring. It's it's a jarring. Thing.
1: And thank goodness the furniture in there was either just wood or like vinyl. Because if there were plush chairs and it was just a bunch of old naked dudes sitting on plush chairs, that would. Not that wouldn't that wouldn't smell great after a week. Let's talk about seasons, (laughs) Hal. Okay, that's what we're talking about in this episode. What about spring? Oh, spring! I love spring, especially now living in a city that has winter. Um, because spring is coming out of that winter. That that there's that sort of poetic, magical. Everybody is. It's it's like the it's like the sun rises and all the doors open up and you know. The the people that have been trapped in the cult building forever suddenly come outside and they're like, there's a world out here.
0: Yes. <laughs> it, it's like that, uh, the animated version of Lion Witch in the Wardrobe when everybody is, uh, oh, it's, well, everybody gets, uh, turned into statues. And then later on, uh, Aslan breathes on them and turns them back into the creatures that they were. Oh, that's nice of him. Very nice of him. But it's that feeling of like everybody's frozen and they're thawed out and they're happy and they're, You know, they never thought they were going to get out of it because, because winter, um, which we haven't really discussed yet, while it's beautiful at a certain point, much like summer, you just, it's enough. And, and the last couple of years in, in particular, because of all the blizzards have been just terrible. Just brutal. So you, like, you get to a point where people are, are shell shocked by the weather and they're afraid it's going to continue and, and the snow, just keeps on coming like well into april i I remember so i went to college in syracuse which is in Mm -hmm. the in the infamous snow belt of new york so they get snow i've
1: never heard of the snow belt that's what they call it up there
0: yeah it's like rochester buffalo sure that area they get a a lot of snow it it generally starts in october and it can go for a very long time so i I went you know coming from philadelphia where there's generally snow in the winter but not always but you know, snow to me meant no school growing up. Oh yeah, But so like that was the thing I loved about winter. Was in Tennessee,
1: time. we would get one inch of snow on the ground, and they yep. would cancel school forever.
0: Yep. Every yeah. I, I don't know if you had this in Tennessee, but in in Philadelphia, in that school system, every every school had a number, so you would listen to to in Philly it would be KYW News Radio ten sixty, and they would read off all the school closings and delays, and you would listen. Uh, our school, I think, was number nine sixty. I want to say was the number, something like that. And you would listen to hear your, your school's number called. So you would know whether you had to go in or whether you got a delay or if you got the day off. So that was always really exciting.
1: Oh yeah. For us, it was by County. That's how they would do it.
0: Okay. So the whole, the whole County would either. So Knox
1: and we sit there and my brother and sister and I would sit there fingers crossed going Knox County, Knox County, Knox County. (laughs) They'd say Knox (laughs) County, or we would read it on the ticker across the bottom and We would be elated and my mother would roll her eyes and because she knew she was stuck with us for a whole day.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So so I was really excited when I went to college for to to know that snow was gonna happen no matter what. Mm -hmm. And it was really beautiful for the first like three, four weeks. And then it just keeps coming. And you start to think like, is it ever going to stop snowing? And in Buffalo, my freshman year, there was a news story. They had gotten thirty six Inches of snow overnight, Oof. and there was a uh, over a how
1: many nights? One night. Ooh, not good. Over a single night, and it was
0: still snowing, but the, the accumulation had been just like I, I don't even think it was record break, record breaking, but it, it was a lot of accumulation. There was a guy using a snowblower to get his car out so he could get to work because <laughs> that area doesn't close down. They yeah. they're they're well equipped to deal with it, and he was he was using the snowblower vertically on the side of his car to get snow off of it. I I remember forget seeing that
1: in Chicago. I had to do that once when I was a senior in college, it was dead of winter in Chicago, which is another notoriously terrible winter town. Sure. Um, I feel like we may be jaded to winter because we lived in such brutal winter places. That's fair. Um, And I, I once had to, I was part, I'd parked the night before in front of my favorite local bar that all the theater school kids went to. And, Mm. uh, the next day I went to pick up my car and it was completely the only thing I could see of my car was one of the side mirrors completely <laughs> uh, buried in snow. Um, So I had my shovel with me and and God bless Karen, the bartender, because she came out, saw me out there and uh brought me uh a giant mug of beer. It was like, here you go, honey, you're going to need this. <laughs> <laughs> so that was very sweet of her. Uh, so I had a giant beer and chatted with Karen while I dug my car out. And um, and I remember thinking, if I don't live in LA this time next year, uh, somebody kick me in the nuts. <laughs> and I did. I lived in LA the very next year. Um, yeah, that's.
0: It was the exact same thing in Syracuse, and and after the first winter that I'd gone through it. I thought it was finally over. In fact, my father had come to pick me up because we weren't allowed to have cars freshman year. Mm -hmm. He came to pick me up to to bring me home for the holidays. And we got caught in a snowstorm on the way back. And it's like a four or five hour drive from Syracuse to Philadelphia. So it's not terrible, but it was so bad we couldn't see and we had to stop and stay overnight like an hour away. (laughs) <laughs> and it took us like three, four hours to get there. That's when you're so, like
1: paying for a hotel room and you're like, this is baloney. I could have been in either my school bed or my home bed. And here I am paying for some stranger bed.
0: Absolutely. That's it, exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm taking my finals and my last final was a physics final and it was May at this point. And I was ready for the school year to be over. I was excited to go home and see my friends. And I walk out of the building. And I see, like, a couple of flakes start to fall from the sky. Oof. Like, there's a flurry. In May. And, and immediately I'm like, it's going to happen again. And I I booked and ran across campus. <laughs> Wait,
1: look, I understand flurries in May. You really thought, oh, man, this late in spring, chances are we're going to get a blizzard.
0: I didn't know. <laughs> you couldn't be sure. And I've been through enough at that point that I was like, we can't, I can't, it's time to go. We've already packed everything up. There's nothing left in my dorm room. My father's sitting there in the van that he'd rented that we'd packed up, and he's just reading reading a book or whatever. And I come running up, I'm like, we gotta go! Start the car! We gotta go! (laughs) He's like, who did you rob? Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) So I feel like winter has the same type of thing that summer has uh, for me, and it sounds like maybe for you as well, where the beginning of that season is wonderful. Yes. The, as that season progresses, it gets real old real fast. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, it's
0: never pleasant all the way through. Yeah.
1: And December is great. February's terrible.
0: Yeah. And, and you and I didn't, uh, didn't really get to the point where we became like homeowners on the East coast and we had to, to shovel drives. And so I kind of miss snow in, in that way. Mm -hmm. I miss, I miss having, uh, Having living somewhere where it snows, but I say that not having to really deal with snow. Right. You've lived in LA
1: almost as long as I did, right? Or maybe longer, about 15 years. I'm
0: coming up on 15 years September 1st.
1: Oh, wow. Really? I, this would, had I stayed an extra year, it would be 15 years just this past July 10th. So you and I moved to LA two months apart from each other. That's right. Oh, we're like city twins. I know. Except twins aren't born two months apart from each other. They are in some
0: extreme cases. Oof. Watch the Discovery Channel. So does that mean, does that mean that summer, winter
1: kind of cancel each other out? I feel like summer and winter, just because they are the extremes, uh, and they have so much, they have so much wonderfulness, so many wonderful things. Uh, but there are more unpleasant things about summer and winter than there are about the other two seasons. So I feel like though, those two aren't going to be the winners.
0: I get that, but I just like, December, the lights come out, and then you hear Christmas music all the time,
1: and I love it so much. In my brain, Chris, winter doesn't start until after Christmas. (laughs) You're talking holiday season. Well, and my birthday
0: is in is in the winter, so that I guess I have some attachment to it because of that.
1: And I believe it's the solstice is uh, is the first day of winter, right? Is it? Is that how it works? I'm not sure. Who knows? Yeah. I, are we still I Are we still
0: going by like Wiccan calendars? Who knows? I don't know what it's like the <laughs> eighteen different cultures have contributed to have contributed to the calendars yeah, we know.
1: I have a Wiccan calendar on my wall. I think it's Wiccan. I don't know. It's round and it's only four pages and there's pictures on it. This in fact, <laughs> I might just be looking at four Zodiac pictures that I cut out of the back of a cereal box. I think
0: that might be it. Um
1: <laughs> <laughs> Clearly I do not know how Wicca works. Yes. God bless them. I'm sure they're wonderful. Um, so we've got spring and fall. Yes. Which are, which is a tough call because they're such similar. The weather is so similar in both.
0: Yes. It's, it's, it is, it is You get the beauty of the dying leaves in the fall Mm -hmm. and then you get the beauty of all the trees being reborn in the spring. The flowers bloom. Uh, there is the rain of April. Right. That, but that brings Mayflowers. It does bring Mayflowers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm allergic to pollen. So spring <laughs> is sometimes a hard, uh, allergic. I don't know why I laughed at that. That just, uh, just because like, I seem like the kind of guy
1: would be allergic to a lot of stuff.
0: <laughs> I should have tape on the middle of my glasses. I should have a pocket <laughs> protector. I get it. Uh, I totally get it. I'm not going to fight this.
1: Uh, you know, I love you, brother.
0: I know. I love you too. But. Spring really is beautiful. And to me, like, spring break is really exciting. Oh, like, spring break. School. What a great thing
1: that I didn't think about.
0: Yeah. Cause you go to, you go to, on vacation then too. It's like, you get a mini, it's almost like summer begins a little early. You get to graduate and, and end the year at school. Mm-hmm. Um, like we, we generally finish school. We would start around Labor Day, like right after Labor Day. And then we would end at the beginning of June.
1: So. Okay. We would start, uh, we would, usually late may for us we would end but we would begin like august 20th right
0: that seems like the norm mm-hmm. i think i you know my school was probably a little different in its scheduling labor and day and memorial some, day i thought
1: was supposed to be it right
0: i think generally that's yeah. that's that's it i know some public schools like it starts uh around the same time like around the 20th or or late mid to late august and then it ends like mid june mm-hmm. which it seems, it seems like a lot of school. Yeah. Like I, maybe our education system should be, maybe our kids should be smarter for how much they have to go to school.
1: But, uh. <laughs> hey, come on now. Our kids are that's number larger. One. You're not yeah, gonna have kids.
0: That has nothing to, <laughs> that has nothing to do with, uh, with the teachers. That's another, uh, probably
1: discussion. Sure. Um, Do you think that we have um we have solidified our our decisions about what our favorite seasons are early in life because you and I keep talking about things that came from childhood and the things we like about these seasons based on childhood experiences graduation beginning school snow days um spring break you
0: know yeah what I, mean? I, I think so I think you're you're that those kind of loves are formed very early and unless you have some specific event that changes your mind radically. I don't think that, that, uh, that it
1: deviates too much. So we're looking right now at, let's call on our childhood selves. Okay. And decide between the, uh, the splendor, the rebirth, the, um, that, that, what was the movie you were talking about where they all come out? Oh, um, um, Lion the Witch in the, the Wardrobe. I was thinking of uh, Captain EO, where at the end Angelica Houston sort of like brings light back to the world, and yeah, well she and, becomes beautiful. Yeah, she does. She's always beautiful in her heart. Um, that's right. Like that's just another part of her. <laughs> she is there to change the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she. Uh, so there's that. uh That is the all the joys of spring, but you've also got the fall, which the weather is similar. You things are starting to get crisper. The only yeah. difference being it's not getting warmer. It's getting cooler. But for me, I love all of those things about spring. I love all of those things about spring. Yeah. But for me, the fall and the promise of not only cooler weather and getting to wear jackets that I think are awesome and layers. Right. Um, the promise of holidays is what tips me more toward, uh, toward fall than spring. Let let me let
0: me try and sell you on spring.
1: Uh oh, this is going to be a long episode, it. isn't it? <laughs> this is going to be one of those ones where we disagree and then uh, we hey, have to late. A consensus. too
0: It's already long. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> here, here's the thing about spring. I agree that that it shares a lot of qualities with the fall, mm-hmm. but I also think here here's what spring has going for it. You're coming out of winter, where it's where it's cold, wet, and and becomes miserable by the end of it. Mm-hmm. It's cold, wet, and miserable. It thaws and everything becomes beautiful and school comes to an end in spring. You got spring break. It gets warmer and warmer. You can actually sometimes go swimming and wear shorts and stuff before the end of the season. Plus, what you've got coming up is that no school vacation warmth, um, swimming beach time. You're not in school anymore though. Three months.
1: You're not, you're not in
0: school. (laughs) I like to think I'm a student of life, Mark.
1: Oh, so you take this 3 months of summer off from life?
0: Yeah. <laughs> right on. I become legally dead for 3 months um, every
1: year. All right. L- well, let me say this then, Hal, because I agree yeah. with you. And the th- another thing, you know, I guess poetically speaking as well as scientifically speaking, yeah. um spring is the beginning of life and uh later in the fall is uh, the end of it. Yes. Um, so it's, which do you like better, life or death? Um, and in that sense, I prefer spring, uh, yes. because I like life better than death. Sure.
0: Yeah. And to clinch it, who was born in the spring, Mark?
1: I was born in the spring. That's right.
0: You were. That's true. And, and that's why I think spring should win. Do you agree?
1: Um, you know what? Uh, if just because you're not letting me use holiday as a season. Right. I will. Uh, I will go ahead and agree with you on that. I will say, spring is the victor. Spring is officially the best season, folks. Spring
0: has sprung, so you can cast off your heavy winter jackets. You can take that rotting pumpkin off of your stoop, throw it in the garbage. Probably shouldn't still be well, there. No, if that was, it was from use, Halloween. Put on gloves when you handle it. Yeah, it was from Halloween. You should have taken it. So take take your your Christmas tree down. And also take that rotting pumpkin and it's time, time to, to throw them away because those are, those are dead now. And it's time for the season of life.
1: Hal, can we please do, can we please do best holiday? I promise I won't make it about religion.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't you try to sneak your hot button issues in here, Mark. It's not hot button issues. Hashtag Christmas. Uh, spring wins. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that's it. That, this is just one of many arguments that are out there, Mark.
1: Oh, there are plenty of arguments. Way more. I mean, we've covered a lot of them. We have many more to cover. There are, as long as there will be, uh, people standing around water coolers or drunk people in bars, there will always be arguments about trivial things. And that's why we're here. So reach out to us. We are on Twitter at We Got This Tweets. Uh, you can
0: reach us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash We Got This Podcast.
1: Or, uh, you can reach Hal Lublin at, uh, 818. No, uh, wait, no. Hmm? <laughs> you know what? Instead, just email us. At oh, great. We got
0: this podcast at gmail.com. Oh, that's easier, probably. Okay. Thank you to Ken Plume, who does all the mixing and mastering. And, and boy, did I give him a challenge because recently he had to mix down the, the episode that we recorded with, with both him and Dana at, uh, at Comic Con in the wind, in the wind with, with a crazy soundtrack playing in the background. So he does a great job every week. Uh, he's the reason why we sound balanced in your ear holes.
1: And uh, the reason that you get excited at the beginning of the show is thanks to our music. Uh, our beautiful, brilliant theme song is by Mike Furman. And our opening score is by Jonathan Dinerstein.
0: If you enjoy the show, why not go to iTunes and rate and review us on there? It'll help new people find the show. And that's what you really want, isn't it?
1: Yeah, because if you run out of things to think of for us to argue about, someone can come along and think of one for you. That's right. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And don't worry, everyone, we, we got, got this. this. We got this. MaximumFun.org.
0: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
1: Listener supported.